Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. But I made Jules stop at a Walgreens because I was going nuts. And I was like, I got to get that spray stuff. Flonase, that's what it is. I'm going to get some Flonase and I'm going to get some Claritin, mountains of Kleenex. I'm going to deal with it. But uh, so I go, I go in and you know how you can't get Claritin now without like a co-signer? Mm-hmm. Like my parents signed on my Claritin. You can, you could buy a gun, you know, in front of the 7-Eleven, but you need to like, give proof of blood test before you can get into that little Claritin section. Cause God forbid I try to make meth like an honest living, you know, of course. So I go into that section, you know, how everything is locked up, all the Claritin, Sudafed, everything. And you have to press a button to, to bring up a, like an attendant over so that they can unlock your drugs. Yeah. And apparently in the nice chocolate, we've talked about this, they lock up the good chocolate. So, but I go over there and it says, press the button. There's a little sticker that says, press button for attendant. <laughs> looking around and I can't see the button. I don't know where the button is. So I pressed the sticker that said, press button. Because I was like, maybe this is the button. It's under the sticker. I did this three or four times. And I know I'm on some sort of security video pressing a sticker, looking like a jackass. And finally, I went and got somebody, and I was like, hey, I've been trying to get into this. I've been pressing this thing. And they were like, no, no, no. Somebody stole the button. (laughs) So I was just standing like a jackass, pressing the sticker sign that said press. (laughs) (laughs) Then then they're like, are you sure you're not trying to make math? And I was also like, who stole the button? We should be more concerned. Now we should lock up the button. We need a button for the button. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know? Yeah, it was a lot of work if I was trying to make meth. And then I went to go check out, and you know how they have the impulse buys as you check out. Big box of dots. And I was like, you know what? I think I need to buy yeah. this for my jewels. Jules yeah. would like some dots. So I get a big box of dots, and I go to check out, and I hand the girl all the stuff, and she she takes the... She's checking me out, and she's business, business. For some reason, she takes the box of dots, and she shakes them. There's the dots box. She just goes. And I'm like, <laughs> she never looked at me and she never addressed it. Never talked about it. She's like, this is what we do. It, that's what it felt like. It's like, this is a standard issue activity. It's like if somebody goes to buy cigarettes and they get carded. Except you're at a Walgreens in New Jersey. So nobody's carding anybody for anything. But she just shook the box of dots. And then. I go to check out. She takes my money. She goes to hand me my stuff. She says, do you, do you want to buy a bag? Because now you have to buy bags in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Which means that I look like Steve Martin and the jerk walking around with like, all I need is this chair and this game. And I've got my arms full of stuff because I refuse to buy another bag. I will always forget my bag. So she goes, she like pushes everything to, towards me. So, oh, no, no, I'll, I'll just carry it out, you know. Pushes, pushes the Flonase and the Claritin and the, and the box of dots. But before she pushes the dots, she shakes them again to loosen up the dots like she was doing a public dot service for me. It's like the, the conveyor belt. She's like, dynamite, cool. Uh, <laughs> AR-15, fine. Yeah, exactly. Dots. Bulletproof vest. Let me shake what these is, dots for whoa, you. Whoa, whoa. Uh, we're going to get a, a price check on these dots. And can we see some sort of identification, please? I'm sorry. Are those dots pre-shaken? Could I get them <laughs> oh, no. shaken for me? I want them all clumped together, if that's okay. And if they're really solid, like if they're made from the Flintstones, that'd be great. Yeah, if I could actually just eat them as one with a fork and knife. If I could mm-hmm. just slide the dots out like they're a pancake, you know. I'm just going to cut the box open and rip <laughs> and it open like a turkey. <laughs> But then she just she's just shaking my dots for me. And like, ma'am. I didn't who told you I wanted my dots shaken? That is very presumptive, you know? I like my dots on the rocks. Not shaken. <laughs> How do you like your dots? All in one solid piece, please. 
Don't I'm shake trying my to get this. I'm trying to get this cap out from my teeth. I want to believe that she did that for everything. That the guy behind me bought a Coke. <laughs> She's just. She's like, oh, thanks. Oh, that's Elaine. She shakes everybody's items. I, I, we keep telling her not to do it, but she just keeps on going. Every time someone leaves Elaine, they open up everything in their house. It's like, son of a bitch! <laughs> like, like, a, like, like science fair. I bought experiment. these pop rocks and a Canada Dry at this Walgreens. <laughs> I got Elaine when I checked out. Thanks, oh, Elaine. She's, she's the worst. <laughs> I had to repaint my ceiling. I put my baby on the counter for two minutes. I turned around. Elaine was shaking the baby. <laughs> <laughs> And the last oh, thing she Elaine. said before I walked out was, I'd break my teeth on those things. Damn straight, Elaine. That's why these yeah. are my dots. That's why I, I asked I you paid not to fucking shake $1.19 for these dots. I didn't want them shaken. I didn't ask for them shaken. But you shook my dots. And now here we are. I have separate dots. What a good public service she offered. She really does. She really does. Elaine, you can trust Elaine, man. Uh, yeah, so I'm sniffing. I've got all these drugs in my system. Nothing seems to be doing any good. The only thing that works is moving around, like moving my body. And I, who wants to do that, you know? I don't. I don't. Um, we had to move our bodies today. There was a deer on the front lawn. There's a deer that keeps coming back and taunting Jules. Mm. And she's gorgeous. She's not doing any harm. She's just sitting out there being cute. What's her name? Doe? I don't know. Typical, Elaine? Typical, typical. <laughs> I don't know. I'm taking dear names. Anybody who's listening right now, uh, email me, dearpodofficial at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at dearpodofficial. We need to name the deer on the front lawn that keeps harassing Jules. Now, she's just out there. She's kind of grazing. She can eat whatever she wants. We've got a nice little restaurant out there. We're running a BB&B. A B- yeah. <laughs> I don't know where the third B came from. <laughs> the Better Business Bureau. Yeah, of, yeah, of we're tears. running the BBB. <laughs> Bed and breakfast, bitches. For deer. And she comes on the front. She's, very, she's not afraid of us at all. Believe me, she laughs. So she goes out there and she's grazing. And Jules sees her and he's like, I don't want a deer out there. But he goes out the front door and he's like, ah, oh, shoot, shoot. Literally looking at him like he's a jackass. She doesn't move an inch. She looks at him, and she continues to eat. Like, do you mind? This grass is not going to eat itself. And then she sat underneath the shade of a tree. How beautiful is that? Shoot, they're hooves, asshole. Hooves. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> hey, Shoe. hey eyes up here. Eyes up here. Stop looking at my hooves. And frankly, this grass is subpar. I give this BB&B two stars. No, I'm walking away, but this grass sucks. <laughs> I want new grass by the time I get back here, okay? And Jesus. turn down my bed, mint on the pillow. And next time, place. shake it. If you want Dick. a good Yelp review and you want me to get the word out to the other deer, then you got to update your customer service policies, okay? Oh, hi there. Would you mind getting off the lawn, ma'am? What a jackass. That owner. <laughs> if I could give this BB&B one star, I would. I wouldn't even shit on your yard. <laughs> well, I do. That's, that's the only problem. She's leaving her turd piles everywhere. But I'm like, but it's so beautiful. <gasps> Nature. Nature on the front lawn. She's like, oh, God, what do they put in this grass? <laughs> it's, like, it's like if you ate at our house. <laughs> oh, was there dairy in this grass? Oh, God. Oh, God, I've had grass, but this is maybe I've had too much of it. I don't uh, know what. You know what? Ever since I've gotten older, I just can't digest <laughs> weeds, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's really difficult, you know, and you know how I like to dance. And it's really difficult <laughs> to dance after that. Why? Why that? <laughs> Good old dancing deer. Hey, my jewels also had an audition this week that I... <laughs> I had to help. I helped Jules with all the auditions. I'm his reader for all these things. And, you know, usually it's like I'm I'm playing a cop opposite his cop. But he got he got audition for a guy who's sexually harassing a woman. And it's a totally serious scene. And and he was like, look, you can't. You're hi. If you're going to be my reader, you need to stand behind this wall. We have like a little, you know, those Chinese room dividers. 
And he's like, stand, stand behind that because I can't say this and take it seriously. So I'm on the other side of this divider, choking on my fist, trying not to laugh. As he's like, oh, hi, uh, I'll give you the job if you tug on this a little while. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I have faith in your skills and your ability. Your talent is boundless. Is this your job? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's not supposed to be a really serious, aggressive, sexually harassing boss. It was like, oh, hi, I have no problem if you put my balls in your mouth, but... You'll get the job, you know what I mean? Now, if you'll just give me a reach around and put a finger up my ass, that'll be absolutely lovely. How much do you want to be a librarian? <laughs> <laughs> and it's very hard to be a supportive wife when you're laughing behind a Chinese room divider. That's my snip. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Burt Reynolds. And I'm Rachel Ray. Oh, and we're coming to you from the Maha Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Please rise. Now sit on it. The fawns be with you. And also with you. Let us A. A. <laughs> oh, and this week, like all weeks, we're bringing you A advice articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. We're bringing them out and we're smothering them with jam and creme patissier and then we're rolling them into a perfect Catherine wheel and we're serving them to you with a healthy dollop of real vanilla ice cream, damn it. We're reading their articles. That's what we do all week. So what are you waiting for? Follow us on your social medias at Dearpod Official on your Insta, your Twitter, your face. Check out our website, dearpodofficial.com. Binge every last episode. Email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com, where we accept your advice questions every week. We will answer one of them right here on the air because we're unqualified. So why not give it a whirl? You know what I mean? I do. We also have a YouTube page. Oh, and by the way, before I forget to say this, because I forget every week, please, when you listen, rate, review, and subscribe. We got to get us up to Joe Rogan numbers to try to get at least half of this ranch paid off, damn it. So rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, pass on the word. And uh, finally, and most importantly, the Patreon page, patreon.com slash official, where for a mere three or five dollars a month, you can become a subscriber and get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week, including, and most importantly, a special shout out on your birthday. So that's right. This week, we have a Patreon birthday. We're celebrating one of our Patreon subscribers, a very special subscriber. That's right, James Donegan. On June 6th, you will celebrate yet another trip around the sun, and you'll look great for 85. Well-preserved, like jerky, you know what I mean? So, uh, happy birthday to you, James. Shall we say a little happy, happy, happy birthday? Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy... Uh, I just want to sing it to you dead-eyed, like when you would get... When you're an adult and someone sings you happy birthday that's a stranger and they're, like, required to come over to a table and do it, I recommend anybody who, who works in the restaurant industry looking at the person whose birthday it is completely dead-eyed with no smile on your face, just expressionless, and just sing happy birthday and maintain uncomfortable eye contact with them next time you do it. Just a suggestion. Just to see what happens. Also, uh, we have a fabulous fan base, and I just want to send a shout out to Kara, who came to see my show at Caroline's Comedy Club a couple weeks ago. And she came wearing a shirt that she made. I don't know if I sent you this picture, Patty. I don't think you did. It had a quote on it. I'll send it to you right now. I'm going to text it your way. Yes. So we had a super fan, a Deer Pod super fan, come to my show, sat in the front row. Wearing a shirt that says, if your hair doesn't look good, you're not happy. A moth quote. And she put moth at Deer Pod. Did you see the picture? <laughs> I can't believe I forgot to send this to you. It's been a very busy week and I've been very lax, deadbeat mom to my own podcast. But special shout out to Kara for, for being a champ and for making a shirt. Which proves to me that we have got to get on the merch bandwagon. Damn it, we need to make shirts. And this is the year that we make the Deer Pod uh, uh, specialty cocktail book. What do you say? 
Okay. If we start now, we should be ready by Christmas. Because I know us. We are really bad at like, are you a procrastinator or is that just me? Depends on what it is. Yeah, if you want to do it, then you really do it, right? If you don't want to do it, then you will sit on it until the day before. Not unlike me with my TED Talk. Well, for uh, work-related stuff, I take care of that. I take care of someone else's life. Before well, because there's there's money involved there, right? Yes. There has to be an exchange of money to motivate to, yes, to do anything, you know? I mean, if I'm going to shake these dots, you better be paying me. Oh, I'm excited for this week's topic because I have a lot to say on it. Ironically, because this week's topic is sleep talking. Sleep I hear the secrets that you keep when you're talking in your sleep. Are you a sleep talker? Mm, Have you indulged in it from time to time? I think so. Have you? Oh, my God. All the time. Look, I I choked. (laughs) Sam, wait. I choked on my own throat (laughs) even talking about it. I I think I told you about the time that I said in my sleep, clear as day, don't crowd the man who created the toilet. I think I told you that before. Perhaps. Once upon a time. Clear as day, it was a call to action. Don't, I, I said don't apparently a handful of times, and then I said don't crowd the man who created the toilet. Sometimes I wake myself up mid talk, so I know I'm saying something that it woke me up. It was it was loud enough to wake me up. But uh I also speak gibberish all the time. I will I and it scares the crap out of people. I was once on tour and I was sharing my room with a lovely gay man named Darren. Adorable, oh. awesome. Well, he would go out cruising at night like you do cuz you're in you're on tour, live your life. You're in Tampa. There's a, there's a football team there. Go for it. So he came home late one night. We're in a hotel room, and he decided he wanted to have a late-night snack of cereal in our room because we had one of those, like, Homewood suites. And a pa- I was dead asleep in bed, and he said he comes in, and he poured himself some cereal, and I must have, like, reacted to the noise because he said that I sat bolt upright in bed, and this must have been horrifying because my eyes were open. And I started to talk complete gibberish to him. He said that it was like, it was like this. I'm going to use the dots. So he shook the cereal, right? Me. I sit up in bed. And then I fell back asleep again. I dropped straight down. And he said, he's just standing there with the cereal, like frozen. Cause he said it was so terrifying. For me to get bolt upright, eyes wide open, speaking in tongues, Linda Blair style, and then just fall right back to sleep again. I wouldn't be able to eat cereal after that. I wouldn't be able to relax. my. I would never live with me ever again. I would have gotten a separate hotel room. I'm a sleep talker. I'm a sleep talker. And I'm a sleep. I've been a sleep walker. I've only done that twice. I do think that I occasionally talk in my sleep. Um can't remember but like some a lot of times i'll wake up doing yeah mid talk right so you've yeah. woken yourself up with the noise but no one yeah, has ever told ate, you yeah yeah and then i ate her pussy out and i'm like i don't i would I've love ever... to fall asleep at your house like on your couch and then you're like talking to me thinking like i'm awake and then all of a sudden i just go into like oh yeah Aaron, just really Ew, patty no <laughs> you're never staying overnight i'm done you're like <laughs> I would flip all the cushions over. <laughs> I'd just shove the couch and shake it right off. I started okay, your car. Get out of here. <laughs> your Uber's outside. Your Uber's waiting. Just go. Just get out. The podcast is over. It's done. We're canceling it. Too much truth. I do worry about that, that truth comes out when you're unconscious or you're going to say something that you didn't want people to hear. I don't think so. I think, I mean, there's so much, I mean... Think about some of your dreams when people are like, oh, that really means abundance is coming. Let me tell you, the amount of people that have told me that abundance is coming, I'm like, where is it? <laughs> maybe abundance is a drag queen or something. Yeah, or, or maybe it's it's like abundance is coming, like of alcohol. You're going to get yeah, shit-faced. Uh, yes. Like, be clear about what this dream interpretation is. I'm means. talking about abundance perfume by Calvin Klein. <laughs> oh, that sounds terrible. Oh, abundance. 
It's too much. Abundance is coming. Well, that bitch is late. Listen, if abundance comes over to me one more time and says he's going to come and then I'm just stroking it and stroking it and stroking it and he's not. <laughs> then what do you want? Came on me, me once. <laughs> Listen, abundance. I've blown you. I've jerked you off and you never come. It's a real pain. It's really, you know, at this point I have arthritis. <laughs> abundance is coming. What train is she taking? Because it's taking a very long time. Let's do it. What do you say? All right. This is from the Berkshire Eagle, Pitts, Pittsfield, Massachusetts. I love us. August 21st, 1986. Sleep talking cheats wife of rest. Dear Abby, my husband is an EF Hutton, but when he talks, <laughs> I listen. He doesn't talk much when he's awake, but he talks a lot in his sleep. Lately, he's been mentioning two people, Jean and Marion. I don't know anyone by either name. I'm losing sleep trying to get more information out of him, but I can't understand what he says because he mumbles. I'm curious to know who Jean and Marion are and why they're in my husband's dreams. My question to you, dear Abby, is this. Is there anything to sleep talking? He has been known to cheat. Signed, Wide Awake Reader. Dear Wide Awake, undoubtedly there is, but interpreting dreams and sleep talk is a matter of theory, not fact. The jury is still out on the accuracy of Freud's symbols. Now. Oh, oh, is that the end? Yes. Oh, if you know that he's a known cheater and he's talking about two women. And multiple, like. And you're like, asking, you wrote in to Dear Abby for what, ac- like. To the math is not mathing, you know. It's like, well, she already knows the, she's at, she already knows the answer. It's like when people ask you a question, they already know what the answer is. They just want to, they're just like wasting your time. Also not for nothing. Jean isn't necessarily just a woman's name. That's right. So we could be, what if it was Jean Hackman, Jean Wilder? Well, it's J-E-A-N. Maybe it's Jean. Well, it's Jean and her, the way she's, (laughs) Jean Nate. It's, it's Jean in the way that she's hearing it, but she doesn't know how he's spent. It's not like in his sleep. He's like, Jean, G-E-N-E, Marion. How many times is has he said the names in his sleep that she's like, okay, now it's a problem. Every night? Jean, not enough people named Jean these days. I screamed a name in my sleep one night that Moth heard clear as day. I was like 12 years old, and I used to make up characters with my friend Kendra, we used to like make all these characters and we had all of, we had them on index cards and stuff. And then when we'd play, we'd play these characters and we came up with these characters named Margaret and Margie and they were friends and all they ever said to each other, because now bear in mind, we're in fifth grade. It's, you know, we, we didn't do a lot of background work on our characters at that point or thought maybe we should give them something more to do. These two characters, all they ever did was scream each other's names to each other. So we would just hang out, two fifth graders going, Margaret, Margie, and that was it. And Moth said one night in my sleep, I went, Margie. Like that? Like, thank God that we didn't have the drugs that we have now back in those days. She would have put me on a host of lithium or something to be like, what is wrong with my daughter? Fifth grader screaming Margie in her sleep. I said it just like that, too. Clear as day. Margie! As if you're like some, some middle-aged like neighbor <laughs> down the street. Yes, another call to action. Someone hosting needs a, me. Hosting a Tupperware party. It's her super, it's her superhero thing. Did somebody <laughs> just scream my name? God, in Lon Lennon Road, let's go. I'm needed. Margie! <laughs> That would have that would have woke me up from like a coma. That <laughs> way woke the dead. That's scary. If you have a kid who screams a name, that's like Reagan. It's some exorcist stuff right there. Oh, I thought you were talking about President Reagan. Oh, well, you know what? I, I'm sure that in his <laughs> sleep, he he was Nancy Jean Hackman. <laughs> Jean Hackman. Is it is it Ronald Reagan Hepburn? 
That's <laughs> all I do is Hepburn. I just do Catherine Hepburn and all defaults. Well, I'll be goddamned. I want to see Catherine Hepburn eating an ice cream. I don't. <laughs> it's, like, it's like watching... It's like watching a horse or dog eat ice cream. It's like watching a water willy on your front lawn. (laughs) No, it's like that scene in Aliens where the guy, the the robot gets killed and there's just milk spewing out of his mouth. That's nice. It is. Spew. All right. Would you like an article from me? Yeah. Who wouldn't? This one comes from the Courier News, Bridgewater, New Jersey, March 27th, 1973. Sleep talking is cured. Dear Anne, here's how I cured my husband from talking in his sleep. Please pass it on for whatever it's worth. Soon after we were married, I discovered Tony was a sleep talker. He didn't use disconnected phrases as most nocturnal orators do. (laughs) He spoke in complete sentences as if he were talking on the phone. He often laughed and was quite witty. When I asked him questions, he gave me logical answers. The next morning, when I'd tell him what he said, he'd deny everything and insist I made the whole thing up. So one night, I borrowed a tape recorder for one solid hour I kept the machine on. When I played it for him the following day, he went into a cold sweat and asked me to please erase the tape. He said it was so eerie, it made him sick. Tony never talked in his sleep, Anne. Oh, Tony never again talked in his sleep, Anne. I'm sure he, I must have touched something in his subconscious that turned him off. Now all he does is snore. Signed, Ontario Reader. Dear On, is it easier to sleep with a snorer than a talker? In any event, thanks for describing the cure. Ayan! She basically was like, thanks for the non-question question. <laughs> thanks for just sharing that you're a genius who recorded your <laughs> husband while he slept like this is the Johnny Depp trial all over again. And then you just fucking sleep shamed him. If somebody taped me while I slept, actually, I do think I would be fascinated by it. But it is, it's not like I have any, have any deep, horrible secrets to keep. Like, oh, I've got bodies in the basement, like I'm John Wayne Gacy. But I would be scared of what I would say. It's It's always a crawl space. Sorry, you guys. Look, respect, please. It's a crawl space. It's not a basement. Any church can have a basement. It takes a special clown to have a crawl space. We always come back to John Wayne Gacy. We always do. But I'm scared of what I would say in my sleep that would be recorded. Well, I mean, we we talk about so much shit that people are like, "Uh, I can't believe she said she had a crawl space and she... Has people in it. We might as well tape her while she's doing it. Right. And she's apparently friends with Erica Jane from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't understand. Do people record Erica Jane? I don't know. Oh, I thought that was a thing that happened. I'm just saying what pops up randomly in your head. I am not not up on anything except for the Depp trial, which is now behind us. It has a verdict. And I I will. And from now on, I'm going to record Jules in in every scenario. Well, hi there. If you tug on it. It'll get hard, and you'll get the job. Sam Wheat! <laughs> From behind the curtain, she screamed, <laughs> Sam Wheat. Wheat! Let me dig in hard dig with this it. next one. Go on! This is from the Pittsburgh Press, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, December 1st, 1960. Oh, they're ringing the alarms for you. Dear Abby, what can I do about my best friend's husband? He talks about me in his sleep. Oh. I swear, I've never even thought about this man as anything but a friend, and he never once got out of line with me since I have known him. My friend has told me that she has heard him talking love talk about me in his sleep, so I can't blame her for getting suspicious. I haven't mentioned this to my husband because I don't want to stir up anything. This bothers me a lot and is affecting my friendship with this woman. How should I handle it? Signed, not guilty! I swear I didn't do it, I swear! Uh-uh. Not guilty. (laughs) The husband of your friend is the victim of his subconscious, and so are you. A man can be held responsible only for what he says when he is awake. If your friend doesn't realize this, there's nothing you can do. Wait, did the friend say she was pissed because she was talking about her? Also, how does does she know that it's that specific friend, if you have a name that's really common? I, that I don't know. I, there, there's only so much that's actually in the letter. I know, I know, I, I know. But call I, these people up. I like to connect I, the dots separately. Like now, if the friend's name is Cinnamon, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's specific. There's probably maybe what, two in the town? Max. Two, two cinnamons, two cinnamai. Cinnamai. <laughs> Cinnaminis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but if your name's like Jane, again, not a common name. But, but still, in 1960, probably. In 1960, probably yeah, I know. Like Ethel. We need more Ethels in the world. Mm-hmm. All those like old the, names are new again, by the way. Yeah. Like if your name is Sturgeon, there's probably just one. <laughs> if it's Sturgis, there's five. Right. If you live in Brooklyn, there's 20. Yeah. Yeah. And they all have an ironic hat. Yes. Yes. And a lot of sculpted facial hair. All yes, those old names like, are are definitely they're making anything old is making a comeback in Brooklyn. Like I, like there's that. haberdashers, there's blacksmiths. It's it's Colonial <laughs> Williamsburg at this point. How'd you get here? Is that your bike? No, I took my horse again. My buggy. You know. I just took my buggy over to you guys because it's green and it's eco-conscious. Yeah, no, I make my own butter at, on my lunch hour. Yeah, I churn. Oh, I'm a butter fun. churner, and I have a an Instagram page for it. So yeah, it's an Etsy shop. Shoes. For where'd my you, butter where'd you get them? Oh, I made them. After I'm done churning my butter, I make my. I'm a cobbler. I'm, a I'm cobbler married now. to a coppersmith. It's <laughs> it's great. They are. It is. This is actually not a bad idea for a bit. I'm just making a mental note. Colonial Williamsburg, really. Um, that's I, what it is. It is. It's turning into Colonial Williamsburg. Yeah. Because uh, every time, like any time, I feel like sometimes I'm like I go back in time. I'm like, how is this? Is this how long has this bar been here? Oh, we opened up uh, last year. I'm like, why is it? Is this Westworld? Why yeah, are exactly. you all it all looks like a saloon? <laughs> yes, like there's not even a real door on the thing. It's just those two swinging doors. Somebody right. comes in in cowboy boots and the ironic mustache that like twirls up. Yes. And, you know, oh, and it, like the barber shops are everywhere. People like getting straight edge shaves. Yeah, the suspenders, the shoes that if you walked in them for like maybe another hour. I know that my shins would be like, I gotta go. Yeah. We're done here. Like, why does everybody look like an extra from Annie? Right. And then Hey, you Mr. Bundles. Of- <laughs> and then you somehow you feel out of place. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. How old are you? I'm yeah. 23. Okay, then why are you dressed as if you're like like, like if you're like, 23 and 1850. Yeah, why are you dressed like Rooster from Annie? I don't understand <laughs> exactly. This. And you're younger than I am? And he Fuck looks at you. you. I'll just take a Diet Coke, you dick. <laughs> we don't have Diet Coke here, but we have sarsaparilla. <laughs> like, oh, whatever it is. <laughs> and he looks at you and snaps his suspenders. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like Marty McFly. Uh, I'll have a Diet Pepsi. A what? Uh, a Pepsi free. If you want a Pepsi, you're going to yeah, pay for it. You're going to have to pay for it. <laughs> hey, hey, what, are you, what did you just get off the ship with that vest there? <laughs> Whatever they keep commenting on his vest. <laughs> I love that movie. God, that's another Why one. Why are you movie. staring at me? Uh, but I digress. Away from our sleep talking to, uh, theme here today. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, again, it all comes back to the things that you're scared of saying when you're unconscious. Fist me. Have you ever? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that just made me happy. It made me, that tickled me. Well, Sam Wheat, I'll be damned. <laughs> have you ever gone for hypnosis or anything? Because I no, feel like I that's that. To. It's that weird in between conscious and subconscious. It's that like when you wake up from a dead sleep and you try to go back to sleep and then you have the wackiest dreams because you're in that weird in between place of your consciousness, mm-hmm. which is a scary place to be because I do feel like that's the place where you could say something that's like, "Ooh, well, that's buried way deep down." Yeah, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Which is also the place where I feel like as you get older, you probably live there a little more. Like, wow, well, that was casually racist. You know, like there's stuff, <laughs> like you, stuff, there's stuff stored there that you're not even aware that you think. <laughs> that, like, oh. And then at age 70, like a, a like a switch goes off and you're like, well, I didn't know I felt that way about the Asian community. But here, <laughs> you know, like, wow, like that just happened. It's all stored in a weird bank in your brain. All the things that you never... Never wanted to be heard out loud or never said. So I, I do wonder, have, what, what, if you could be hypnotized, you said you want to be hypnotized. Yes. For what? I think for nail biting. People in my family have been hypnotized for smoking. And it took. All right, did mm-hmm. you do your, you did your second? Yes. All right, let me do, let me do the, the fourth and final of the articles here this week. Okay. And sleep talking is a theme. 
it's always like husband and wife and people very concerned about what they're going to say. But here we go. This comes from the Paducah Sun, Paducah, Kentucky, September 20th, 1961. Sleep talker worries his wife. Dear Ann Landers, my husband talks in his sleep regularly. He started this about three years ago when he changed jobs. He speaks distinctly and I can understand every word he says. Usually he's talking to the girls in his office, calling them by name and asking them to bring out certain files. Sometimes he dictates complete letters. Some mornings he wakes up tired and I say it's no wonder he's done a day's work between midnight and 7 a.m. Do sleep talkers get a good night's rest? Sometimes I worry about him. Thanks for any information you can give me. Signed, Emily. Emily. Dear Emily, it sounds as if your husband is getting more rest than you are. Sleep talkers get as good a night's rest as the silent ones, so don't worry about him. Be grateful that he speaks distinctly. Some women who write tell me their husbands mumble, and it drives them crazy. Yeah, because that's the issue there, Rand. Way to keep your eyes on the prize. Uh, as a sleep talker, as a professional sleep talker and a professional sleeper, I will say mm-hmm. uh, it's never interfered with my sleep. I get all my work done, and I communicate quite effectively. I achieve yeah, And rep. I can still drive. I mean, I, I, I'm, my eyes are open, completely dead-eyed, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm move, it's a moving car. I, I'm doing it. I'm getting it done. I mean... It's just a tractor-trailer truck. I don't understand. Oh, if anything got in the way of my sleep, I would stop whatever that thing is. I can count on one hand how many times I've had a bad night's sleep in my life, which I feel very fortunate for saying, and I know that there's oh, several God. people out there who cannot say the same. Because I know- There's one looking at you right now. Have, what, do you sleep well? No. Ever? Do you, like, do you need sleep aids? Uh, no, I just don't. I don't sleep through the night. Ever? Not really. No. You're kidding me. Is it stress? Is it thoughts? Just like your brain is running? Yes. If I have to get up and use the bathroom, then my brain will start working. And especially if I accidentally hit my phone and then I'm like, then my. Oh, then no. Then like you my... engage with your phone. Don't do <clears throat> that. Put it in well, another room. Well, then it's like, uh, I, it's more like a work thing. If I see like there was a work email, then all of a sudden I go into work mode. No, but like at four in the morning. Yes, ma'am. Oh, that's a nightmare. See. Now, I will say this. I sleep very well, and when my batteries are charged, that's it. I'm up. I take myself off of the charger. I unplug, and I'm I'm out, you know? So it's like if I wake up at 5, then I'm up. I'm up. I won't, like, linger in bed. I can't hang out there and, like, go back to sleep and then wake up and then go back to sleep again. I won't do that. I don't really do that. But I've never really – and, again, I can – the minimal times I have had a hard time sleeping uh-huh. through the night is is a miserable day the next day. So I cannot imagine people who have a crap time sleeping. And my friend Steve had to take Ambien. And the things that you do on Ambien oh that are Christ. recorded are horrifying. What this, this thing does to people. They're like, you're sleeping, but you slept with a prostitute. You just didn't know you were doing it. Right. You're sleeping, but you shopped at the bodega at 2 a.m. And then murdered everybody there. Yeah, but it's Ambien. Your Honor, Ambien. And you would get Um, off with like a manslaughter charge and maybe two years in prison because they're like, I get it. And I understand. My friend Steve was like addicted to taking Ambien, which is another lovely aspect, side effect of this thing. And uh, he woke up in his living room with no pants on and a tamale in one hand. Not his tamale, an actual tamale. Oh, okay, not someone else's like severed tamales <laughs> in the crawl space. I woke up with someone else's dick in my hand. It wasn't attached to anything, but uh, I call it a tamale. Tamale, tamale. Let's call the whole. Th- let's cut the whole thing off. <laughs> Tomato, tamale, homicide, whatever. What homicide, manslaughter, premeditated <laughs> <Chubba> murder, <laughs> whatever. Jeepers <laughs> creepers, whatever. That scares the crap out of me. The idea yeah, of a drug that you take to sleep and you're they're like, we can't guarantee that you won't end up in someone else's house. But you will Sorry be asleep. You're gonna get you're gonna achieve REM. And I had a friend who whenever I tell friends stories out of school like this in the podcast, I always come right up to saying the name and then I stop. And this is Gotta a real specific that Gene Hackman, 
my friend Jean Hackman would sleep with her eyes open, which has to be the creepiest of all the nocturnal things that you could do. Well, unless you're sleeping upside down, hanging from a bar. Well, she might as well have, the way I reacted to it. And we were sharing a room in a hotel, and I got up early to take a shower, get dressed, get out, and she was asleep in bed. But she was laying on her side, (laughs) facing me, and I came out and I started to get dressed, and now I'm pantsless, which we all know me and nudity. Like, get dressed as quickly as possible. But it was so early in the morning, and it was like kind of dark, and, and I don't know why I decided to get dressed in the main part of the hotel room. So I'm like putting pants on and I'm like, <clears throat> shuk, 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 just trying to like be gentle, not shaking the dots, you know, don't want to wake anybody yeah. up. And I'm, I'm getting dressed and then I look and I was like, oh, hey, and, and I'm sorry if I woke you up and, you know, I just got to get dressed, got to get, a, start having a full conversation with her. No, no, no. She's dead asleep, but her eyes are open and staring at me. It's it's like seeing a dead body. Uh-huh. That's creepy. You're it's- like, sorry about the full bush. I just hadn't had time to get it. <laughs> sorry about the tamale. I, I just haven't had time to tuck it back before I got yeah, it, before I just, you woke up. I'm, before I- I'm trying to, I'm experimenting with something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think it looks okay on me? <laughs> Do I look you- like Orphan Annie down there? Is are that you- a wig? Are you awake? Are you, wait, are you, are you, you dead? Putting- are you a mirror under her nose? She, really? I, I fully was, that would have been the next step because then I realized I was like, oh my God. And then I remembered that she told me she, she sleeps with her eyes open and that's just creepy. I mean, like now she's married, she's got two kids. How does the husband deal with that? I would tape her eyes shut at night. I couldn't deal no. with that. If Jules, no. if Jules slept with his eyes open, well, first of all, then I wouldn't be married to him. But second of all, if this is something I learned after the fact, I would tape his eyes shut. I'd roll him into another room. I'd give them to another woman. He's well, your maybe, problem. Maybe you can have one of those, like, like in Willy Wonka when Veruca, you know, the the platform where the golden egg, the rotten egg goes down. Yes. Something like that. Yeah, dump if him. That happens. Yeah. Funny Into you brought place. up Willy Wonka twice, and then we talked about Gene Wilder for a little bit today. Uh, because of the Johnny Depp trial, I went on a, a Johnny Depp wormhole. I think I told you about this, of, like, mm-hmm. watching all his movies. Well, I've I've... It's a good thing that the trial is over now and, and like my intense love affair for him is starting to wane because I I put on his Willy Wonka. No. I, no. I, you know what? We all make choices in life and this was a bad choice. I refuse to, I don't, I, I think I've seen maybe four minutes of it and I hate it. First of all, don't ruin my childhood. No. If you're going to remake something that's a classic and that I am very attached to, you have to come correct. And that that was horrifying. The one thing that I, they did try to keep from the old one is that the grandparents all sleep in the same bed foot to head. But that was pretty much it. That's it. But Don't ruin my childhood. As like your weird Michael Jackson impression. Yeah, but then I looked it up and I thought it was, we all thought it was Michael Jackson, but it's not. He based it on George W. Bush. I don't believe it. So talk then about co- a full bush. The, yeah, then the customer was like, I hear what you're doing, and here's what I'm doing. <laughs> you're Michael Jackson. So deal with it. I'm going to make yeah. you very, like, pale, pale and, and kind of looking like you're shot through a filter. Yeah, and then the editor was like, I hear what you're doing, and here's what I'm doing. <laughs> you're Michael Jackson. And Tim Burton was like, I hear what all of you are doing, and here's what I'm doing. <laughs> Every other actor in the scenes. I see what you guys are doing. Here's what I'm doing. All right. What do you say? Let's chug this thing right along. Speaking of chugging, it's time Time. for... It's a grab mail. It's a grab mail. Whenever we're singing this over Zoom, we're off on our timing. So you just give up and then you fall into the background. Well, I, you Sam Wheat, Sam Wheat, try to get out of the Instagram mail song. Sam Wheat, Sam Wheat. <laughs> All right, what do you say? Let's All move right. it along. Here we go. It's an Instagram mail type, so Instagram mail us. That's right. Slide into our DMs at Deerpod Official. Send us your advice questions, and we'll send you an answer on the air like we're going to do right now. Now. Deerpod, 
My husband has recently taken up collecting porcelain dolls. In the past three months, he's spent upwards of $1,000 on these creepy, small, dead-eyed figurines. I don't mind him having a hobby, but these dolls are scary looking. They're not cheap, and they're all over the house. How can I curb this collection? Is it possible to get him to stop? The one time I made a comment, he got so upset he didn't talk to me for two days. Help. Signed, I don't want to live in a dollhouse. Creepy. This is a creepy edition. I know. I know. Dear doll, I have questions. Where are the dolls located? In one room or scattered around the house lurking from every corner? Does he play with them? Does he dress and undress them? Has one ever possessed his body and murdered the next door neighbor? Are there missing parakeets in the neighborhood? I'm all for taking up a new hobby like building model cars, crocheting, or throwing soggy popsicles in the corner mailbox. But this seems like a hard left to me. Unless he gets really rock hard when a Barbie commercial comes on. What triggered this newfound hobby? Does he also dress up like the dolls, like at one of those weird American girl doll restaurants? See, if he can designate a room in the house so they're not all out for everyone to see this creepy new habit, trust me, you don't want to be sitting at the dining room table or in the bedroom when Marvin Gaye starts at playing and one of these dolls is creepingly looking at you. Word to the wise, if one starts to wink or spin its head, get your things and go kick over the gasoline can and get the hell out of that house. I've seen this movie one too many times to not heed this warning. Signed, Abby. I I hate dolls. I, I do. I uh, But the American Girl doll that you just brought up, my, my niece collects them, and I had to go in there to get, like, the doodads that go with, um, like, accessories. I had to accessorize and dress an American Girl doll. Mm-hmm. Like the Plan B and stuff like that. <laughs> Yes! Wait, did we talk about that? The, the belly chain. <laughs> yeah. Hipster American girl doll. She comes with her own kombucha making set. Moccasins. A fl- the black. floppy Coachella hat. Is- <laughs> her black card. <laughs> but it has somebody else's name on it. <laughs> her business cards for her boutique, her boutique that she just opened up with two of her friends from college. Yeah, her Etsy store. Her links. Yeah. All her links uh-huh. to her Instagram uh-huh. handles. <laughs> oh, God. That has to be a real American girl doll. Influencer doll? 100%. She's irritating. When she talks, she vocal fries. Yeah, you have to buy her a voice. Yeah, yeah. She comes Did you want separate... her? You, there's a couple of voices. Do you want this voice up here? Or do you want like this voice? Do you want the one that's really... Or do you want like the slow? Is there? Is the batteries running out? No, that's just the way this one's <laughs> A voice box sold separately. <laughs> It is also creepy that when you buy, like the girls are walking around, just, uh, it's going to feel creepy to do this, but just once, walk into the American Girl doll store near Rockefeller Plaza. It's got two levels to it. There used to be a theater in there, apparently. Like Where the dolls would come to life? No, it was like equity performers. I was like, oh, I would 100% be one of those people. It's like going to Ellen Stardust and be like, I just wanted to have a club sandwich. Do you really need to stand on the bar in front of me and sing Summer Lovin'? You Come just on. walked outside. You, I saw you step in that dog shit, and now you're on my table singing, I'd like a refund, please. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a song. <laughs> I'd like <laughs> a refund, please. Oh, Patty Lapone. Yeah, I got to start somewhere. All right, here's what, what Anne has to say to... Uh, the dollhouse people. Dear doll, if movies have taught us anything, the only thing more dangerous than Alec Baldwin is a doll. Like a group of strangers singing happy birthday to you at a Chili's, they make me uncomfortable. The only doll an adult should own should come with lube. Or if you're into voodoo, pins. If I were you, I'd call a young priest and an old priest. But hey, since you married this freak, I guess you have to be supportive. My jewels collect scotch. Am I wild about it? No. If you've ever heard a group of scotch drinkers talk about their collections, you wouldn't be either. Have you tried the 12-year-old? I've only ever had the 8. I'm trying to get my hands on the 15-year, but they're so hard to come by and really expensive. It sounds like a pedophile convention. The best I could do was give him his own soundproofed room. He can drink and talk scotch with his pals, and the neighbors won't overhear and call the cops. And that's my suggestion here. Offer him a space for his creepy-ass collection, preferably in another house. But if he insists on keeping his haunted Hallmark figurines in your dwelling, tell him he has to keep them confined to one room, like the basement, with a huge padlock. 
that has to be blessed monthly. Other than that, you could do a little Hollywood magic and stop moving them around the house. Hey, isn't that your Princess Kate doll? Wasn't she in the living room? How did she get in our bed? Creep him out so bad, he'll have to get rid of him. Just make sure he doesn't attempt to burn down the house. Good luck, you sorry son of a bitch, and happy haunting. Ayan! Seems as though we both ended with a house burning. Oh, yes. Burn the house down. That is the the only If dolls take over your house, just burn it to the ground. It is a terrible idea to have a doll collection. Have you ever collected anything? Only Matchbox cars and G.I. Joes. I only collect the souls of innocent children. That's right. I just skin. Just skin from other people's feet. Yeah, I just collect skulls. Yeah. Wait, you collected G.I. Joes, did you say? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Matchbox cars. Yeah. But that's more of like a, is that, was that a kid toy collection or is that an adult collection? What did you do with the GI Joes at a certain age? Uh, They were adults. Uh, Basically I kidnapped men that I would sleep with and then I'd murder them and then I'd dress them up as GI Joes. Oh, okay. And and I'd call them Joe so that I could have that separation of predator and prey. You look pretty today. You smell, but you look pretty today. (laughs) Now get in the hole. I never collected anything. That, not that hole. <laughs> now get in the other hole, a little to the left. Collections. I don't do collections because you know what? There's a fine line between collecting and hoarding. Correct. Collections. are like, there's. It's like I think the only difference between the two is aisles or a shelf. Shelves. Okay. Shelves keep you from becoming a hoarder. But e- other than that, I just, I can't. Jules's scotch collection is very impressive, though. That's different. At least you drink that, you know, and you appreciate that. Yeah, a doll collection, like, are you playing? Like, I just don't understand what, like, what do you do? What do you do once you have them? You put them on display. My aunt used to have porcelain dolls. They're terrifying, terrifying. But like full, like, not full, not like actual baby sized, but not far off. They're like about yay big. And she had them on shelves like lining a room no as they look down on you don't we all know at this point these dolls come to life when you go to sleep at night i I think we all should know this by now yes obviously Obviously. same with mannequins unless you're kim cattrall if kim cattrall has taught us anything is that she comes to life at night and sleeps with andrew mccarthy and then she and does an impressive window display. I mean, again, I want this is why we were raised in the best generation ever. And this is why people have heavy 80s nostalgia. Everything was was better back then. Because I just want you to picture walking into a room at Universal Studios and saying, here's my idea. Okay. I know you're looking for a, a vehicle for Kim Cattrall to really like highlight her talent. So okay. Hear me out. There's a guy, and he's down in his luck, and he works at um, kind of a major department store, like a Macy's or a Bloomingdale's. Okay. And uh, there's a mannequin, and the mannequin comes to life, and they have, you know, what starts off as kind of a flingy torrid affair, because it can only happen at night when nobody else is around. When she comes alive, or does he get, like, splinters on his dick? Oh, well, I haven't worked out that part yet. But I don't think that she's wood at night. (laughs) He gets wood at night. She's not wood at night. See, you can understand the confusion. I can understand. So, okay, well, I'll I'll work on the finer details of it. But basically what you need to know is there's a mannequin. She comes to life at night. She falls in love with this guy. Oh, did I mention that she was a cursed Egyptian goddess? No. Okay, I left that part out. Anyway, cursed Egyptian goddess. Wait, hold on a minute. Question. Yeah. She's an Egyptian goddess, and you're casting Kim Cattrall? Yeah, is there a problem with that? Mm. I mean, is she Egyptian? (laughs) No, but she doesn't Mm. have to be. Okay. This is 1986. I mean, we're pretty progressive. Okay, sure. I get it. I get it. Okay, so Kim Cattrall. She's (laughs) Egyptian, and she's a goddess. Somebody curses her, and they're like, you're going to be a mannequin for the rest of your life. Now, I don't know how she gets from Egypt, ancient Egypt, to 1986, but it happens. I I get it. Okay, we'll figure that out. And now 
she's a mannequin at a prominent department store in Manhattan. Comes to life at night. Falls in love with with uh, what's Andrew McCarthy doing? Since right sixteen now? candles, is he free? I think he's yeah. I think. We could get Andrew McCarthy. He's good. He's kind of an everyman, and uh, they fall in love, and they can only like hang out at night in the department store and sleep together on everything in the department store. Mm. And then do they sell everything that they sleep on? No. Oh, oh, to people the next day? Yes, yeah. of course. It's okay. a department store. Now, when she climaxes, does she ruin the clothes? I just have questions. Well, but she's a mannequin, and she's from ancient Egypt. So, again, I don't know. Let me get back to you on it. But everything okay. is new to her. It's very exciting. It's like, wow, she comes to life, and, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. she's never and seen she, a CD And then when player. does she kill him? Oh, there's no killing. I think it's a pure love story. Hmm. So a doll that comes to life, and she doesn't kill him. But... Oh, and Estelle Getty I, I, I has a part in it. I'm, I've, I've written a part for Estelle Getty. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, but they need they need sort of like conflict. So uh, there's this there's this guard, a security guard. He's always getting in the way of their antics. Okay. And an extremely charismatic, flamboyant gay man who wears interesting glasses. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe we can call him Hollywood. Oh, that's perfect. And he designs things in the store, you know, like window displays. Okay. So she inspires Andrew McCarthy to create great window displays, and uh, they continue to sleep together. Then they fall in love. Okay. And now it's like the next level. So um, by some, some like sheer coincidence, it just so happens that they have a wood chipper in this store. Mm. Okay. That has a kind of very long, slow conveyor belt. Okay. And uh, she ends up on this long, slow conveyor belt in her mannequin state. Okay. And she is about to be wood chipped, but Andrew McCarthy saves her because, again, long, slow conveyor belt. Yeah. Okay. And uh, they live happily ever after. Mm. Now, how does that happen if she only comes alive at night? How oh, because she's a man eater. Oh, wait. No, that's the no, man No, no, no. Different. We can put that song in, though. I'm sure it's available. Okay. I also have this other property I could pitch to you. Oh, yeah? It's a bunch of kids who go looking for a buried treasure. But there's a severely handicapped man in the basement of a house that's mm, chained to a wall that loves baby room. Okay, let's go back to the mannequin. Okay. Are you a mute? No. Oh, Am I? you were so, so quiet. I'm so, 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 so quiet. So sorry. Soy. Um, speaking of soy. Yes. Are you ready for this week's specialty cocktail? I believe. This is disgusting. It's time for you take it. A specialty cocktail, specialty drink. Erin is gonna drink it and I'll watch it because I'm on Zoom and she's at her home. She's gonna guzzle it down like Pride Week or Pride Month oh. or whatever. How I, guzzle, well, in guzzle, honor burp, of... Burp, guzzle, guzzle, burp, burp. Speaking of guzzling and burping and pride, this week's specialty cocktail is... Get ready to be disgusted. Warm milk. That's fucking gross. <laughs> I'm so glad you're not here for this. I have to suffer Ugh. through it. Oh, even heating it up, it was a horrible experience. All right. So here's what Jules has to say. After drinking warm milk to help him sleep. Oh, no, no, no. He. <laughs> There's a typo in here that I have to read if I am going to do my job correctly. After drinking warm Mike to help him sleep. Uh oh. <laughs> wow. Uh-oh. Paging Dr. Freud, James <laughs> Jules Ferris completely forgot he was lactose intolerant. This is going to be a magical evening of sounds coming from the bathroom. Now, for this, you will need eight ounces of milk. Ugh. Pour milk into pan on stovetop over medium heat. Stir milk until it almost comes to a simmer. You don't want it hot, just nice and warm. Ugh, pour into glass. 
Here are his tasting notes. There is a lot going on in our lives in this world that can keep us up for many a sleepless night. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but reaching for a specialty cocktail may not always be the answer. Who knew? Let's take a look at one of the most tried and true cure-alls for our nightly tossing and turning. Warm milk. Scientific evidence suggests that warm milk before bed may help you sleep. In a study of people staying in a hospital's hot unit, those who drank warm milk and honey for three days noticed improvements in sleep. Did you know that milk contains the amino acid tryptophan? And how about this, nerds? Milk collected from cows at night contains ample amounts, yes, I said ample, ample amounts of melatonin in addition to tryptophan. My advice to you, have a big old glass of milk and a turkey sandwich before going to bed and sleep for a week. Cheers and happy snoring. That's from Jules. All right, because I'm me and I don't have milk in the house. Actually, I do have milk, I just realized. But I have opted for the non-dairy, much more gentle on your lower intestine, almond milk, which makes it even more, if I may say, semeny looking. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, nope, that's it. I took one sip, I'm tapping out. Even for the drinks where we think it's gross, like like the the whatever last week's was, the stinger that was the cognac and creme de menthe, which tasted like a boozy toothpaste. This, I, I can't even pretend. I'm not even going to pretend to go any further. Ooh, vanilla aftertaste. Large, it was a large glass. It's a large glass. Cow semen. It's not even the cow semen. It's warm, warm almond milk. It is no. squozen from the finest almonds this side of the Mississippi, <laughs> and it's still a little bit foamy and frothy on the top, which makes it even more offensive. Gross. Okay. Ever do a milkshake? Can you do a milkshake? You'd die. I'd probably. Are you severely lactose intolerant? Hmm. I think the well now that the more I, I shy away from it now it's even like worse. It's yeah. Like, uh, warning. It's warning. Like, it's like when I didn't eat McDonald's for years and years, and then I was like, let's see what the kids are all raving about, and I did it again, and I was like, nah. For a week I couldn't walk. My ass was on my ass was on fire. It's disgusting. Warm milk. Go for it. Yeah, no. I, but I, people I know. really did that when they were kids. Warm See, milk. I don't like any. I don't like warm milk. I don't like hot tea. I don't like hot coffee. Don't <gasps> you don't drink hot coffee? Mm-mm. I've never known that about you. You cannot have hot coffee. I just don't. And yet, don't. Jules is the total opposite. He cannot drink iced coffee. He will never drink iced coffee, which makes me think the both of you are sociopaths. I am by curious. I'm flexible. Mm. I can go hot or cold iced coffee. Okay. I like it both ways. I'm Always. Sure. All the time. You can't drink hot tea? I don't really, I don't care for it. What do you do if you feel like crap? Your throat hurts. Uh, Semen? Sucret? I don't know. One of these days we're going to find Sucrets. Sucrets and Shasta. That'll be the title of our our book. Dear Pod, Sucrets and Shasta. (laughs) Past the 1980s. Jeanette. Jeanette me. Um. Uh, what else was I going to tell you before I, I forget? Have no idea. Oh my God! Oh, the thing I felt like I needed to share with you is that share. I need to share you with you. Apropos, because a picture of Madonna showed up on my Instagram feed. I don't Fucking know why. Terrifying. And yes, she looks like a kid's drawing of an alien. Whatever's happening. Whatever. Who... Like a brat doll. She looks like a brat doll. Exactly. Steve Madden. It's like at this point, she looks like her head is massive. It is a Mardi Gras head. Every day mm-hmm. is Carnival with Madonna. She's mm-hmm. 63. She's 63. Like at what point is it okay to just age like a human and not a cocker like spaniel? She, she looks older than Jane Fonda. But at this Sorry. point, even Jane Fonda, I was like, I like that Grace and Frankie is supposed to be a show about aging gracefully, and she looks like she's holding on to the top of a bullet train. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot going on there now. Well. The scales have tipped say. because she has an ombre hairstyle, and I'm like, no, don't. You mean the Lisa Rinna? Yes, the Lisa Rinna. <gasps> 
How are you? I have not watched a single Real Housewives episode since we got rid of cable. You know, I think those, I would like to believe those things have jumped the shark. But then there's like three more uh, franchises that came out. There's like Real Housewives of Dubai, Guam. I don't know where the hell, Real on the moon, Real Housewives yeah. of the sun. I mean, they're they're everywhere now. But there's still like a, And it's weird because I used to think I'm the demographic of the person that watches these things, but I can't watch them anymore in a post-COVID world. I just can't. I can't bring myself to watch it. I'm just like, uh, and also because I got rid of cable. So that definitely, it's like if you stop the source, I got rid of cable and then I got a whole bunch of streamers. So I'm essentially just reintroducing cable. Oh, you just bought streamers to stream around your house? Streamers, just celebratory streamers. Every day you walk in, Jim. Jim's like, "What the fuck? I just bought all these streamers." That's not what I meant. Uh, hi there. If you tug on this, you can buy as many streamers as you like. Now, if you don't mind, I'd like to whip it out, and you can sit and spin, ma'am. How about I dip it in some warm milk? It'll go Ew. down your throat easier. It goes down your throat real easy, especially when you heat it up to a perfect ninety-six degrees. Careful, doesn't turn purple. You've got the job, young lady. This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.